It's Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State Athletics, and we are discussing what's ahead for men's and women's basketball as they close out the regular season this coming week. We'll discuss the key win over Liberty in front of one of the best crowds in KSU history. The women look ahead to a big matchup with FGCU and preview senior day and a little bit more fun at the end. All coming up on ITN. On today's episode, we're joined by the coach, Brandon Johnson, the graduate, Jordan Griffith, and the undergrad, Bryce Gobert, here with me, Nolan Alexander. So first order of business, everyone, is uh, I, I didn't give this as a preview of what we're going to discuss, but we got to talk about it, okay? How special and how incredible was Thursday night in the convo for each of you? I was, I want, I want to start out by saying something. I think it was last week on last week's episode. I said, Jacksonville state was the best college bat or the best basketball atmosphere I had ever been in. That was before the Liberty game. After the Liberty game, my answer has definitely changed to absolutely 1000% KSU versus Liberty. The convo was rocking. And as a student, it was so cool to see the student body show up and show out for the Owls and the support they had and the intensity of the game being down by 14 at one point coming back. Couldn't have been bet treated to a better game. I'll go ahead and go. Um, you know, I said before, I've, I've been in some arenas playing in the SEC or coaching in the SEC, of course, Rupp Arena at Kentucky and Tennessee. And then I mentioned last week how um, Nell Fortner did well at Auburn when she had um, Dewana Bonner and then at UTSA winning a national championship. But being in the combo last Thursday for the Liberty game, I sat and I was a spectator. Didn't work the game as you guys did a hell of a a broadcast on the game, JG and Nolan, but I sat there in the stands right next to the band. And I tell you, like I said, to be down, as you said, Bryce by 14 and just to see the environment, to feel all the excitement and the energy in the arena that by far to me was just great. So, um, it was just, I was at all just taking it in and it was just, it was a special moment. And to know and to understand how hard it is to build fan support, in particular at this level. So, hey, it was just a great, a great. I wish we could just bottle that up and keep it going every day. It's truly hard for me to put into words what that game really meant because it was such a perfect storm of everything that's right with college athletics. A Kennesaw State program. Again, three, four years ago, just one win. Coach Amir Abdurrahim, when he takes over, you build up to a game like this. It's never just the one game. It's the years building up to it. Liberty has been the top dog since they've been in the A-Sun in men's basketball. And you beat them like that. And you have the best crowd. I, I, don't, I don't care about the numbers. That's the best crowd I've ever seen in Kennesaw State history. And as someone who graduated here, and had never seen that before, you know. I mean, almost brought a tear to my eye. I mean, honestly, it, it was it was truly that special, and that's really the word I came away with was just special. Um, it was it was incredible. It, it's so surreal to even think about it, and broadcasting it was a whole nother monster. And that was you know so incredible to be able to do that. Um, 
and it's just one of those reminders of why I live the life that I do. That I want to I want to broadcast these games. I want to be I want to be a part of telling the story of games just like that. And uh, no matter what happens the rest of the season, uh, you know, playoffs and all that down the road, that is a night and a game that I will never forget. All I know is this: one that takes the cake as the favorite game that I've called in my time here at Kennesaw State. The environment, the game itself, it's incredible. Number two, when this season is over, y'all can join me because I'm going to report this on Inside the Nest. I am counting every seat in the Convocation Center. Hot take, It I, there's no way that it holds 4,600. I don't know what happened before. Maybe it used to hold 4,600, but there's no way there were 1,600 empty seats. Impossible. Impossible. And the record of 4,900, 2012 against Mercer, I'm going to investigate how that number came about. There's no way. After, so after seeing 3,000 in there, like there's it. no way. No chance. I'm now, with you it, on that. It was, it, was, it was packed to the brim. I've never seen it like that. There were people on the walkways. There, were, there was not a single seat available. It was, it was absolutely stacked. I, I 100% am with you. I don't know what the numbers come from, but I know that's the most people I'll ever see in combo. Maybe. And the bleachers as well. They were both sides were pulled down and filled up to the top. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I'll be counting afterward and we'll have a report. It'll be fun. First segment, first order of business today is we're going to go around the room and hit me with your three. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the funny. If you have something funny from the games last week, both men and women split for Kennesaw State. I'll go ahead and lead this one off. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to mention the Queens game too much, but uh, the good, obviously, the Liberty game. But what was, what was so good about it, guys, is that Darius McGee did everything a, a single person could do to try and win that game for Liberty. Scored, what was it, the first 10 points of the game for the, for the Flames was so incredible and instrumental in everything that they did right in that game. They go up 14 on Kennesaw State. They come back and win by, I believe, seven. Just an unbelievable comeback grit effort from the Kennesaw State Owls. So that was good, especially given that Darius McGee, again, did everything possible to win that game for Liberty, and Kennesaw State was still able to overcome. The bad, you know, obviously it's going to be the Queens game for the men's side. Um, you look at just a lack of energy versus what you had versus the Liberty game, and you know what? I mean – from a fan's perspective, you might say, hey, that Liberty win might be worth it. I mean, for the Queen's Laws, you, you do drop the next game, but, man, that game was so incredible. It, they are still in the driver's seat, but they have to keep piling on. These last two games are crucial, especially against North Alabama, but we'll talk about that. And, of course, the funny, uh, I'm so glad. Our production crew, I don't think gets enough credit at Kennesaw State. I think they're, they're just absolutely stellar. Um, and they got the shot of that – I test for the for the refs. Now I'm not going to comment on the refereeing in that game, but someone brought a sheet of paper that had you know the eye exam that you do when you go to the eye doctor, and uh, I thought that was understated and absolutely hilarious. So those were my good, bad, and, and hilarious. Yes, that that was my funny of the week. I wanted to talk about the eye test, and I know you can't say anything about the refs, and I have to watch what I'm going to say as well. But it was timely. 
I'll go ahead and step in here as well. Um, for the good, I'm going to go on the women's side. Um, Jordan mentioned the Liberty. He already hit on it. And as much as, you know, it was so much fun to watch, uh, there, there was a lot of good. But on the women's side, Josh A. Whitfield continues to be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, you're looking at her eighth on numbers, 27, 19, 17, 15, and eight points in her last six games. I mean, she continues to just prove herself more and more to coach blue after every single game. And I think that, you know, if she continues this into the ace on tournament, this women's team is going to have a real shot to go really far and make a really deep run. Um, they stay connected. There's a lot of people. They have a really good uh, depthness of roster, and I'm really excited to see what they can do. Uh, like Jordan said, the bad I think has to go in that Queens game. Um, lack of energy is a perfect word to describe it. It just wasn't the same. Um, I don't know if it was maybe the crowd not being as big had a factor. They didn't feel as much energy, but they're just, it wasn't the same Kennesaw statements basketball team that we saw from Thursday to Saturday. And we talked about it last week on ITN about how much of a trap game that was. And unfortunately the bad turned out to be, it ended up being a true trap game. Uh, the funny, it's a tough one. There's two things I want to hit on. The first one is I want to hit on Coach Amir getting a full Gatorade cooler jumped on him in the locker room. I don't know if y'all saw that on the social media post. I mean, it was Alex Peterson or Jamon Robinson. I can't remember who it was. Had a full Powerade or Gatorade cooler. And then the second one was the Amir Abdur Rahim sign. I think that one took the cake for me. That was one of my favorite signs, and I thought that was probably the funniest. For the women. Uh, when they played the other day um, against JU, they had a they only had eight turnovers, which is great from a uh, you know statistical point. You know that meant they really truly value the ball. Um, you know they had been averaging more turnovers per game, but uh, to have only eight turnovers when they're averaging about fourteen, that was exceptional as for team play. And then going with the guys, the good uh, when you look in the second half of that Liberty game. You know, the guy shot 72% from the field. They went 18 of 25. But it shows you what a team is all about. You know, again, we saw them play against Liberty, which highlights Darius McGee, the fourth leading scorer in the nation. All right, the fourth leading scorer in the nation comes in, and he's exceptional. He just does what he does. He does a good job of scoring. But to see the Kennesaw Owls team effort, that to me was remarkable when you even have Case and Jennings out of the lineup. So to have guys come off the bench, step in and do what they do, uh, that was that was great. I, I said a little quote that it reminded me of, of uh, Father James Keller. He says that um, a candle, you know, loses nothing by lighting another. And in our broadcast, I was just thinking of how the Kennesaw State team, the men's team, that is, they, anybody can go out on any given night and score and light up points with the talent that they have on the team, which coach Amir Abdul-Rahim and his staff has developed and nurtured. But these guys literally light up each other and they play off each other. And when it comes down to it, you see the epitome of what teamwork is all about uh, in the men's aisles. That was the good, all right? Now the bad, going back from another stat, the women gave up 49 rebounds against North Florida, which was, you know, that was really ugly because the women pride themselves on rebounding. You know, they're averaging about 38 rebounds a game in conference. So to come out and, you know, get out rebounded like that, that was tough. And for the guys, I mean, hey, I'll go back to Darius McGee scoring 43 points 
it was bad. I mean, you saw those first, you know, nine out of 10, you know, what shots go up and he's got them all, whatever, the first 10 points. It's like, oh my goodness, that looked pretty bad. But in, in the end, hey, we came out looking pretty good. Coach, I want to hit on something real quick. Darius McGee, from a coaching standpoint, with those kind of threes that he was hitting, what can you do to guard that? What can you teach? I mean, because it was ridiculous. He was pulling up from anywhere. You know, that was my first time seeing Darius. I saw him a little bit on film, but that was my first time seeing him up close. And as I said before, I think, Nolan, you asked me in the broadcast, what can you do to stop him? You just got to limit touches because a guy like that is going to score. Antoine Davis is 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 right now the second leading scorer in the nation. He broke a couple records this year as he became the second leading scorer this year. Uh, he's at Detroit Mercy, as well as I think he's the leading three point shooter too. But we had a chance to work with him at John Lucas uh, Enterprise in Houston. And as a matter of fact, Mike Davis, his dad, they would use our gym in the morning, and I've seen him put up points. He reminds me of Darius McGee. Darius McGee reminds me of him, of uh, Antoine Davis. But a guy like that, Bryce, to add, you know, to answer your question, only thing you can do is literally limit touches because they just have a knack for scoring. They go at it. I'm not sure of, of Darius's routine, but I can tell you Antoine Davis, his dad would call to use our gym when they had when, when their convocation or their arena had graduation. And he would say, hey, we got graduation going on this week. Can we use your gym this morning? And I'm like, yeah. What time do you want to go? I'm thinking 7 o'clock in the morning. He was like, no, I'll be there at 5. I'm like, are you serious, Mike? 5? Yeah. He would get up 1,000 shots at 5, in the, at 5 o'clock in the morning before 7 o'clock. Then he'd come back. Long story short, he'd come back, and he's putting up 2,000 shots within a day for a a couple of weeks time. So I'm pretty sure Darius McGee is sort of doing the same thing. And then the other thing, which coach Amir Abdul-Rahim, and he's also had a chance to see Antoine Davis work out. He does a lot of one-on-one live. So he'll have per, per day, he does a total of 100 possessions, 100 possessions of one-on-one, one-on-one half court. So after you get through shooting and now you're going through your, your repetition of just, you know, playing live, that helps. So, again, to answer your question, Bryce, just got to shoot the ball out of the guy's hand like that. Yeah. Well, we'll see if the Owls get a rematch again with Liberty come postseason time. Up next, we'll take a look around the A-Sun with Owl Network intern Bethany Bruton and come back with one thing we need to know for this week's games. Next on ITN. With Fifth Third Momentum Banking, we're making banking a fifth third better. Cappuccino for Dave? Yep. Oh, I overdrafted? Now this coffee is $43. That's steep, even for us. With Fifth Third Momentum Banking, we've got your back, which is why we give you extra time to avoid an overdraft. That's way better. This is banking, a Fifth Third better. Fifth Third Extra Time gives you longer. Anytime before midnight ET on the business day after your account is overdrawn to make a deposit that brings your available balance to at least $0. Visit 53.com for additional details. Fifth Third Bank and a member of DIC. What's up, Owl fans? This is Bethany Bruton again for Around the ASUN Men's Basketball Edition we're going to talk Northern Alabama. North Alabama has had five straight wins these last few weeks. Against Bellarmine, they won 70-57, and then they won against Eastern Kentucky 98-93 in overtime. This is super huge because they currently sit under Eastern Kentucky and the ASUN Conference standings. A player to highlight would be KJ Johnson. He scored 31 points and five rebounds 
in that game against Eastern Kentucky. Pretty incredible as he is one of the top scorers right now and the A-Sun. North Alabama will host KSU at 5 p.m. this Wednesday, the 22nd. Another game I would like to talk about real quick is Lipscomb versus Jacksonville State. Lipscomb won 62, Jacksonville State's 59, and the stats are pretty impressive. Jacksonville had 10 turnovers, Lipscomb had 12. Jacksonville scored 22 of their 53 field goal attempts, and Lipscomb scored 24 out of 49. Regardless of the numbers and stats, Lipscomb did win and will play FGCU at 7 p.m. this Wednesday the 22nd, and Jacksonville State will play Central Arkansas at 6 that same night. This has been Bethany with Around the A-Sun Men's Basketball Edition. We'll see you next week. Welcome back to IT and the Coach, Brandon Johnson, Bryce Gobert, Jordan Griffith here with me, Nolan Alexander. So we just got to look at what's the latest here in the A-Sun. We discussed last week's games, the incredible environment for the Liberty game on Thursday for the men. This week, the women at home against FGCU for a blackout Thursday, Saturday, Senior Day and DEI Day against Stetson at 2 o'clock. And then next Wednesday, they're going to be the regular season finale, Wednesday afternoon against Queens. The men are on the road Wednesday night against North Alabama and then Friday against the University of Central Arkansas. They are currently tied with Liberty at the ace on standings. They do have the tiebreaker, so the Owls need to keep pace. They control their own destiny for winning the regular season if they win out since they have the tiebreaker. If they lose, they need Liberty to lose as well. Going into these matchups for both the men and the women, what is one thing fans need to know for this week? Yeah, guys, I'll make mine quick. Talking about the opponents that they're facing. For the men's, you got to know this North Alabama team with the way they're playing right now might be the best team in the A-Sun. Jakari Lane, Daniel Ortiz, these are probably – one and two, the most lethal one-two punch that you can have in the A-Sun. These guys are absolutely ridiculous, playing the hottest basketball um, in the A-Sun. So this is a team that is not the n- normal North Alabama team that you're able to just come in and maybe sleep through a win. This is not the case at all. they got to be on their P's and Q's and bring that energy for that game. That is now the most important game of this season. You have to secure that one spot. It is all up to Kennesaw State's hands. And for the women's, Facing FGCU, also the hottest team in the women's side, only one conference loss, and that was to Liberty. They went into overtime with them a couple of weeks ago. The story for FGCU has been, who's that team that's going to contest them? There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of contest on the women's side so far. Can Kennesaw State knock them off their mark and then get Liberty actually to jump up to that number one spot on the women's side? But they face two, I mean, white-hot teams coming into both of these matchups. Yeah, Jordan, I'll go next. Um, it seems pretty basic, but the importance of wins this week is absolutely massive. Kennesaw State, you mentioned uh, on the guys' side, one loss, and it kind of sends you down to that, that second spot with Liberty and how they're playing. They got two matchups versus Queens. So right now, you, you got to win these games. With North Alabama being so hot, you got to also look out for Central Arkansas as well. Winning these games is going to be absolutely massive on the men's side. On the women's side, again, um, it's just one of those things you got to get. You got to keep Josh A. Woodfield going. Um, she's been hot in a sun play all of this year, being the leading scorer for Kennesaw State in a sun play. You just got to make sure that you can get her open. And just like Coase was just saying with Darius Me McGee, she's a natural born scorer. Get her touches on the ball and she will score. Just allow her to do her thing in these final two final couple games uh, of the season. Yeah, just I'll start off with the women. Uh, they've got these next three games at home, of course, you know, going up against Florida Gulf Coast, who's the number one team. They can get this upset 
which I believe they can. You know, like I said, they have all the talent, as you guys are saying, Bryce and JG. The talent is there. They can score. And when they rebound, as they do, you know, they just convert. This is an upset bid that can give them the momentum to carry out the next two games and right into the tournament. So I'd like to see that done with the women. On the guy's side, yes, JG, I agree with you. Um, as I keep saying, this conference is strong from top to bottom. It is very strong. It's, there's parity throughout. Um, my first year checking it out. So when you look at North Alabama, yes, they're, I think their winning streak is five. Is that correct? I think they're on a five-game winning streak, the longest right now in the conference. So they're playing at home. They have the momentum. It's going to be a tough battle, but it's – this is what's going. This is what the tournament is going to be all about. So if the men can go in and knock them off, that would be huge. That would be a, another signature win, as they've been doing all year long. And then this would just prepare them for the tournament. Up next, Katie Kleinpeter will give us her take on around the A Sun, and we'll come back and see if Jordan Griffith can stump us all. Next on ITN. Wellstar Health System helps Kennesaw State Owls stay in the game, no matter what your health goals or concerns are. Find our convenient health centers on campus. Our providers will get to know your needs and help you stay feeling your best. When you go off campus, Wellstar is there for you too. With hospitals, urgent care centers, and medical offices nearby to keep you well. Visit wellstar.org to learn more. ASUN Conference play is coming to a steady finish. With that, this week, two more invitations to the championship were accepted on Saturday. Eastern Kentucky and Kennesaw State found their way back into the league's postseason. It is also important to mention the schools who saw victory this past weekend. Jacksonville beat Jacksonville State in overtime. The other schools who joined in the winner's circle were FGCU, Liberty, Lipscomb, North Florida, and Eastern Kentucky. As always, there are a few women to speak on a little extra. FGCU's Jakarter won both Women's Basketball Player of the Week and Newcomer of the Week. This was her first Player of the Week and second Newcomer honor. She scored 25.5 points per game and grabbed 10.5 rebounds in the Eagles' home wins over Lipscomb and Austin Peay. Another player worth mentioning is Bellarmine's Gracie Merkel. She received her ninth all-time Freshman of the Week acknowledgement, posted her A-Sun Best 17th double-double, 20 points, 10 rebounds, and the 62-35 win over the University of Central Arkansas. She was a dominant force in the paint in both contests versus Central Arkansas and North Alabama. As she hit 12 of 14 shots for an 85.7 shooting percentage. There are a lot of games coming up this week. First, North Alabama plays Central Arkansas on Tuesday. Every other A-Sun team plays Thursday. FGCU takes on Kennesaw State. Eastern Kentucky plays Queens. Bellarmine takes on Liberty. Stetson plays Jacksonville State. Jacksonville battles North Alabama. Austin P faces off against Lipscomb. And North Florida takes on Central Arkansas. There is still much more basketball to be played, so make sure to keep up with all the action. This has been Katie Kleinpeter, and I will see you guys next week thank you katie and welcome back to inside the nest jordan griffith you have factor fiction this week will we have a reappearance of baylor trucking no 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 baylor trucking this time this is a this is a more simple clean cut one all right guys let's do it all right my factor fiction this week a marlin is the only fish that can blink with both eyes or that a dime has 118 ridges on the edge? I'll go first. 
I'll say the first one's false because I think of those flying fish, and I feel like they need to blink with both eyes more than a marlin. And I feel like sharks could probably blink with both eyes too, right? Because that counts as a fish. First one's false, second one's true. I ain't going to lie to you guys. I didn't think about fish blinking ever in my life, so this is kind of mind-blowing to me. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to go with... Normally, I ride with Nolan here. I think I'm going to have to go again, so I'm going to say that the dime one is true and that the fish one is false. That's what Nolan said, right? I said that the fish one is false and the dime is true. I'm oh. Go. Okay, I'm so go. yeah, I did follow you. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. I guess I'm going to go with you guys as well. Uh, I would say a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yes, Nolan, yes. <laughs> I'm just blinking my eyes because we're we have not done fact or fiction where everyone's guessed the same compared you know to the question. Yeah, usually we, you know, somebody's got to go against, but I'll just hop on the bandwagon this time. I don't have a dime to count the edges, but hey, I'll say the uh, dime is a fact and Marlon is false. All right. Well. Man, you guys got me this week. You are all correct. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, is, is not, you know, a huge hit for me because, I mean, you guys all get a point, you know, so no one really pulls away from anybody here. But You get a point can... off, dude. You get a point off. We get points and you get a point off. That's the rules. Yeah, but, I mean, we know I'm going to make it up. You know how good I am at this game when it comes to guessing? I, I feel like I'm back. This is his baby, years. Nolan. This is his yeah. baby. Well, apparently, well, the baby's I, growing up on him and talking back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, are there other fish that can, can all fish blink with both eyes? What was the, um, it, it was, uh, Nolan absolutely crushed it. It is actually sharks, not Marlins. Cause I thought, because Nolan is really specific. He's, he thinks that I changed the numbers. So I did one with a specific number that was true to, you know, reverse psychology. And I overthought it and here I am, you know, over three and i'm just trying to think of all the times i've watched shark week and i've never seen a shark blink so that's just me though yeah but like you've seen like their eyes roll back in their head i don't know if it's truly a blink yeah we'll 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 do some science on it bryce we'll go to the ocean okay <laughs> sounds like a plan i'm, I'm there pre a beach we'll, trip we'll, let's we'll go. get some chum all right Hey, guys, appreciate y'all joining us on Inside the Nest. Going to see everyone Thursday, a blackout against FGCU, and then Saturday, Senior Day, DEI Day against Stetson, and then the women close the regular season next Wednesday against Queens. We'll be cheering on the men, North Alabama Wednesday, Central Arkansas on Friday. For Brandon Johnson, Bryce Cobert, and Jordan Griffin, I'm Nolan Alexander, and until next time, go Owls!